What's up, New York? You're here with Kylie Pax, Australia's emotional eating coach. We are here in gorgeous sunny Queensland. My name is Kylie Pax. I am so excited to be here in Dallas. You're here with Kylie Pax, Australia's emotional eating coach. It's Kylie Pax. I I had um, a topic in mind today. I was thinking, you know, we should deal with um, Eda's remorse. Eda's remorse. You know what it's like when you go out and you spend too much money and it's shopper's remorse? Like you, or you spend, you don't even spend too much, but you buy it a suck just garbage that you get at home and you're just like, I don't even know what a phenomenal waste of my um, hard-earned cash, right? We have eater's remorse, eater's remorse. The problem is with shopper's remorse, you can take the goods back to the store. You can be like, yeah, listen, I was in a delusional haze. I don't know what I was thinking. And these shoes are ridiculous. This dress I hate, whatever. When you have eater's remorse, it's too late. You consumed the food. You consumed the food. You can't be returning anything. Nothing can be returned. You are stuck with Eater's Remorse. What are you supposed to do about it? That's what we're talking about today. So if you've got any questions or anything that you want to know about this, throw it in the comments box and let me know because we've all dealt with it. OMG, we've all dealt with Eater's Remorse. Oh my God. Uh, quite frequently, we deal with Eater's Remorse. It doesn't even have to be like an overeating situation. Sometimes you just eat something or, you know, you wait all day for something. You think, oh, when I get home, I'm going to have this, you know, that cake that it would look so great, whatever. And I know it's in the fridge and, you know, <laughs> tragic side, like just side note, don't you hate it when you spend all day waiting for some food that you know is home, right? You're like, oh my God, when I get home, I'm going to eat that cake that, you know, my my mum bought over or the auntie left at the house. She made it specially. And then you get home, someone else ate it. Does that not drive you crazy? Throw it in the comments box and let me know. You know, that used to happen to me. I can remember with my then husband, one of the biggest phenomenal fights we had ever had, ever, like divorce-worthy fights, was when my fabulous, gorgeous uncle, who I just love to eternity and back, bought me this, you know, um, special hot cross buns. It was like at Easter time. They were supposed to be fabulous and full of all these unique flavors. It was great. Yeah, my husband ate them all. Oh, in one sitting, I went to get one and they were gone. And it was like, seriously, that was like, I lost my mind like a delusional lunatic. Like I was like a crazy mental asylum patient. And that does show you, just as I digress again, I think it's going to be a day of you know, like random conversation. But that shows you that the attachment that I had to hot cross, it was hot cross buns, people. It's, it was hot cross buns. It wasn't a child. It wasn't something to get that hysterical about. I was hysterical. I was hysterical. And it did happen um, frequently when he ate chocolate. Eventually, the poor man learned, just don't touch the woman's food. Don't touch her freaking food. Your life is at risk. And, you know, for those of us who um, are emotional eaters, have been yo-yo dieters in the past, you just... Anybody in your family, if they don't know by now, you just want to, you know, stick a label on the fridge. Don't touch my freaking food. Touch, touch my food at your own risk. That is the label that is on my, that like, well, I should have it on my fridge. Don't come near my food. My food is my food, right? It's in my, my territory. Don't even think about it. Don't even sniff around it. Poke your eyes out. That's how precious my food is to me. But that was the, that was what it was like back then. The attachment that I had to food was, you know, off the Richter scale. So this is this is where we're at. We're talking about that eater's remorse and what are you supposed to do? So I'm just going to give this to you really quickly today because ultimately what we want to remember, like anything in life, like the hot cross buns example that I just gave you, nothing means anything apart from the meaning you give it. Nothing means anything apart from the meaning you give it. So when you decide, okay, I've eaten too much and now I'm a hideous monster, that is actually not 
That is not true. It's actually not true. It's not in a rule book anywhere. You can't, it's not like a governmental law. You know, you can't find that on Google. It's not actually a fact. It's not a thing. That is not a thing. You have made that up, which means you get to make up something else now. Because if you made up that, that rule, which is non-existent, you just made it up, plucked it out the ether, decided that it was true. You made it up that eating too much food makes you a big loser. And now you need to go on a massive diet and exercise for three days nonstop, you know, around the clock to, you know, some kind of YouTube videos to burn that fat off your body because you, oh, you messed it up. That's not true. That is actually not a thing. So you can now make up a new meaning for that. This is how to get past Easter's remorse. I could have used the information back then with those Easter buns, I can tell you. This is how to get past Eater's remorse. You simply decide in that moment that the contrast, now that you know what you do not like, that sucked eating too much, made you feel really bad about yourself. You know, the food that, you know, was supposed to last you for days or whatever is now all gone because you ate it from a place of fear. (gasps) I can't control myself. I can't. And the more you thought, I can't control myself, I can't control myself, the more you couldn't control yourself. Ironic, right? The more you thought, I can't have this food in the house, I can't control myself, I better just eat it all now and then it's gone, the more you just perpetuated that situation, so you did it, that's okay. Then we sit back with this false sense of relief for about three seconds, like, whoo, the food is gone, I'm safe again, I'm safe. That threatening food that could have come and jumped out and attacked me at any time, it's food, is now gone, I'm safe, yay, like this. And then about 4.2 seconds later, it is remorse. You pathetic thing. I cannot even believe what you did. You're going to gain five kilos tomorrow for sure. What are you going to do about it? And now the sick panic sets in. Sick because of what you ate, because you ate way too much, and the panic and the self-disgust and the self-hatred. How do you move past that in two seconds? You simply give it a new meaning. You've given it the meaning of, I suck, I'm disgusting, I'm a big worthless failure. You made that up. It's not a thing for those of you who are just joining us here live now. The meanings that we give to things like I ate too much, I I binged, I ate five pizzas, two chocolates and four um, tubs of ice cream. I'm disgusting. That is actually not a thing. You can't find that in some kind of universal rule book. You made it up. You made it up, which means you can now make up something else. You can say, all right, what I just did, what played out there did not serve me. It didn't serve me. It wasn't for my highest interest. It came from a place of fear, not love. Fear not love, right? So now you've got the contrast to go, I did not like that. What happened? Did not. It did not serve me, did not feel good, and I certainly don't want to be in that position again. So now you can make a new a new decision based on a new meaning. You can look at that and use it as an empowering moment, a moment to lift yourself up higher instead of squash yourself down lower, a moment to go, right, this can be a turning point in my life. Doesn't mean you have to get everything perfect and in control around food forevermore. And just, you know, you hear me say, skip off into the sunset everything's fabulous and pixies you know will dance around your head and it's great it's not gonna be like that that's you know food is too yummy there will be other times when you're gonna overeat face it right don't try and run from it prepare for it oh i'm gonna fortify myself so that i don't overeat at that party just go there and chill relax when you come at things from a place of relaxation and enjoyment and love and stop stressing stressing what am i going to do when i go to this place and there's going to be food for sure and oh, how am i going to control myself 
just don't worry about it. Tune into your body. What do you want to eat? What feels good to you? And how good are you going to feel about those food choices after, after the party's over? How are you going to feel about it? Ask yourself when you're there in the kitchen at night, because that's when we do the binge. Like we're not, you know, pigging out while we're in public. You don't do that in public. No, you do not. You do that in private. So ask yourself when you're there in your own kitchen. You don't even do it in front of family members. Ooh, someone walks in that kitchen, you're just like... They go, oh, what are you eating? Oh, nothing. You put it away. Nothing. Can I have some? Oh, I don't think there's um, very much there. There wasn't much there anyway when I had it. You ate the whole packet. You know you did. <laughs> we pretend it isn't happening because we feel so ashamed about ourselves. So ashamed. Eater's remorse. Simply give it a new meaning. Just take it step by step, day by day. This is not some you know phenomenal thing that you're supposed to get right, get perfect, and that makes you a worthwhile human being. The journey is the prize. The journey is the prize. The journey is the prize. You hear me say it all the time. So this is how it rolls out today. And I just want to share this with you. And if this is helping you today, please do, please do go ahead and share it out. As you hear me say every day, that when you lift yourself up higher and give yourself permission to not be ashamed anymore and to share the message, oh, that's when you give someone else permission to step out of their shame. And feel empowered as well. Um, I just want to thank you so, so much. Do go ahead, like, love and share. And remember, above all else, the only person who has the power to change your life is you. And when you step out of the shadows, stop being ashamed of your behavior and the way you act and the making up these crazy cray-cray rules that we make up in our head and thinking that they're facts because they're not. When you decide to empower yourself instead of shrinking away from yourself, yeah, that is when you've got what it takes. <laughs> I'm going to catch you tomorrow, sexy people. Until then, thank you so much for spending time with me this week. I have loved being with you all. Remember, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. And as always, the only person who has the power to change your life is you. And the very best part, you've got what it takes. Sending you so much love. I'll see you next week. Until then, bye for now.